Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The Biden administration is expected to release highly anticipated new rules soon that crack down on the greenhouse gas emissions from power plants. The rules for coal-fired and natural gas plants represent the administration's latest attempt to set limits on the power sector. That's significant because that sector is the country's second biggest contributor to climate change after transportation. Ultimately, the fate of these new regulations will have a major impact on President Joe Biden's climate change goals, but there's a catch. EPA needs to navigate the restrictions that the Supreme Court placed on the agency to regulate the industry during a ruling last June. So today, Politico's Alex Guillen on what to know about EPA's upcoming power plant rules. It's Wednesday, April 26th. So the rule, it's actually two rules. One will cover existing power plants and another is going to cover newly built ones, which at this point is really just natural gas. No one's building new coal. The rules are going to cover greenhouse gas emissions from those sectors. EPA has tried this twice before, of course. The Obama and Trump administrations both had their rules tossed out by one quarter or another. So there's not a great track record here. This is a difficult area. What we're hearing is that the rule is still under review at the White House and the details are fluid. So things could change. No one's entirely sure what it's going to say specifically. But what does seem likely to be in there is some sort of requirement for carbon capture and storage. Carbon capture, of course, is technology that plants can use to capture the CO2, and then it can be piped away for other uses or storage in the ground and not the atmosphere. We're also hearing a lot of talk about hydrogen and the possibility that EPA might require gas plants to co-fire hydrogen, which of course burns cleanly. So there's a lot up in the air right now. Things could change day to day even, and we have to wait until we get the final rule, maybe next week to see what it says. But from all signs, this is heading in an aggressive direction. Gotcha. And to that point, so one piece of this proposal that might be surprising to some is you're reporting with our colleague, Zach Coleman, that the proposal is expected to crack down more strongly on existing natural gas plants than anticipated. So why is that significant or why would that be significant? And what does it tell us about how aggressive this rule might be? Well, there's some technological reasons it's significant. The carbon capture projects to date so far on power plants have been applied to coal plants, not gas plants. No one's done that at a commercial scale on a gas plant yet. But I think more importantly, getting aggressive with gas plants is probably going to send a market signal. If you look at how the U.S. gets its electricity compared to, say, 15 years ago, coal is way, way down. Gas is way, way up, in large part because, of course, of the fracking revolution, if you want to call it that, that made gas a lot cheaper and has helped to drive coal down along with renewable investments and that kind of thing. And for a long time, natural gas is sort of described as a bridge fuel. And I think getting aggressive with gas emissions is sort of a signal to utilities that they probably shouldn't be relying on natural gas forever and over decades and decades and decades in the future. So that's going to be really interesting to see. We have to see, you know, how the gas industry responds to that kind of thing. There are a lot of details here, but It's definitely a sign that Biden is taking very seriously his decarbonization goals, which ultimately are going to require reducing emissions from the gas-powered power plants, either by shutting them down or installing some sort of pollution controls. 
Right. And so how does going so aggressive here represent a, a legal gamble for the administration, especially in light of the Supreme Court case last year that limited what EPA can do to regulate the power sector? And how is the administration navigating that challenge? Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of legal battles going on here and have been for the past decade. One thing EPA is having to keep a close eye on is the Supreme Court. Last year, of course, the high court ruled that essentially the clean power plant was unlawful because it relied on generation shifting, which is basically just utilities shutting down coal plants and moving to gas or renewables. The court said that's unlawful, but they didn't draw specific guidelines on what EPA can and can't do. So we're sort of left in this limbo again where EPA is trying to figure that out. I think what's also really interesting here is the requirement of the Clean Air Act that whatever rule they set has to be, quote, adequately demonstrated. So basically what that means is it's, this is actual technology that plants could actually use to comply with the rule. I think there's a lot of debate about whether carbon capture is at that point. Certainly we hear from utilities that it's not. There's only been two carbon capture on power plant instances in North America in all of history and one in Texas, one in Canada, and neither one, you know, was particularly what you call a raving success story. The one in Texas even shut down. You know, we're going to have to see how EPA can say that these things are justified. I think one way we're going to hear about is investments in their Inflation Reduction Act and the 2021 bipartisan infrastructure law. Those had billions of dollars for research into CCS and hydrogen. They expanded tax credits for CCS and hydrogen. So there was a little bit of groundwork laying there. And I think the idea is that maybe in 10, 15 years time, those investments are going to help bring these technologies into the mainstream a bit more. There are some serious legal questions floating around about whether EPA can actually incorporate that kind of money into the rule that it's writing in terms of making it more or less stringent. And then, of course, there's also always the question of those investments and those tax credits could always be rolled back by a future Congress and a future president. So there are a lot of questions in this area. And if you're a Clean Air Act lawyer, it's a great time to be one. Also, speaking of EPA, the agency is disputing a finding by the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission that a new natural gas pipeline and expanded compressor station in Alabama would have no significant impact on the environment. In comments filed on Monday night, EPA said that FERC's environmental review, quote, may not be fully informed. It also questioned whether FERC's methodology takes a thorough enough account of the project's potential impacts on local waterways, wetlands, vegetation, and public safety. EPA's concerns with the Alabama project come after acting FERC Chair Willie Phillips called in January for an expedited environmental review of the project. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music at today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow.